Yes, yes, y'all. This is Romy Mac of Two Cents, where we talk about any and everything and give our two cents. You're now tuned into the morning, P, where he's always right until he's not. And the facts don't give a fuck about your feelings. Keep it locked, bitches. On this episode, we talk coronavirus, Wilder Fury 3, and wet suet to, um, wet tin suet, suet to wet, uh, man, fuck it. We talk protests. Coming up next on The Morning P. Up and get your cake up, it's your boy King Kong, the one and only and the only one, telling you to wash your face, brush your teeth, cause it is time for the morning pee. So without further ado, from the podcast that doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, <laughs> put your hands together for your host, Podcast P. Woo! Yes! God damn, I am back, it's been a fucking week, and let me tell you, first of all, first and foremost, I need to apologize to my listeners because... I have no fucking clue what the fuck was going on with my Wi-Fi last week. Um, I could not upload an episode to save my fucking life, um, and I was too lazy to go to the studio. So I do apologize, guys. Um, A full week without me, I know. You guys were lost. You were heartbroken. You probably were traveling around aimlessly, wondering what the fuck to do with your lives because, hey, I wasn't in it for a week. But listen, it's only one week, and I am back. And I promise, listen, here's what I'm going to do. And I know this episode's coming out late, too, so fuck, I apologize for that as well. But... I'm going to give you five episodes this week, I think. I think I'm going to give you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, a bonus episode Saturday, bonus episode Sunday, simply because there's so much I went um, that I wanted to go over last week that I didn't get to. So maybe I won't do five. Maybe these ones are going to be longer. I'll tell you that for sure. They're not going to be the 20-minute little um, uh, little morning ones I, I get to you because really I do have a lot to go over, man. And there's a bunch of things. I've gotten to a lot of um, – what's the best word? I, I want to say debates. Well, they weren't debates. They were um, – more like back and forth, I guess, with a few people over a few different topics. Um, you guys heard in the intro, coronavirus and the uh, wet suet, wet, wet suet tin, I think is how, it, the fucking protest that's happening right now, the wet suet tin indigenous people, I, I think that's what they're called, I can't, don't listen, I can't say the fucking name, okay, it's a hard ass fucking name to say, just like if you first meet me, my name is Parnell, okay, it's a very difficult name to say for some people, okay, uh, don't hold, don't hold it against me. Please don't hold it against me, all right? But there's much to go over in that. Um, <clears throat> bunch of shout-outs for this week. But let me get some uh, housekeeping out of the way first. First and foremost, if you haven't already, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, all the links will be in the show notes or at least whatever my at names or whatever the fuck are going to be there. If you have a chance, please, wherever you guys are listening to this, go and rate and review me. I don't ask for them all the time. Uh, one star or five star. I really don't care what you guys rate me as long as you give me a little blurb of what's good about the show, what's bad about the show. I want to improve the show. Um, so you guys enjoy it. I just don't want to be putting out a bunch of bullshit that you guys are just like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to listen to this guy because he's a piece of shit, fuck him. Um, I know my views and my opinions are mine, and uh, sometimes you you guys may not agree with it, but just because you don't agree with somebody's opinion doesn't mean that you should give them a bad rating. Um, I I try to listen to every single person's point of view um, and try to see where they're coming from. And if you can see where I'm coming from on most of my views, I, I bet you'll find some place where we can agree. And I hope that that will relate into your reviews for the show because that's pretty much what this is, me spouting my opinions and hopefully, hoping that people see my side of it. Um, so that's that's all with that. 
Uh, listen, I do have a survey. I know I didn't mention it at all last week because I didn't fucking have any shows, but we have a survey. I've created a survey, 32 questions, because I want to know my listeners. I want to know exactly what you guys are like, who you are as people, and, and what kind of topics you guys want to hear about. So um, let me know. Hit me up, PM me, or DM me, whatever you guys want to do, and I will make sure and send you the survey, and um, you guys can get it back. Thank you, everybody. that already sent me back some, over 100 back so far, so I appreciate you guys. You guys are fantastic. Um, and also... <clears throat> The number one thing I should have said, I should have, I should have said first off is thank you to my boy King Con for the intro. If you like, if you guys love that intro just like I do, you can get the full unedited track at uh, Spotify. Uh, just look for King Con or Wake Up and Get Your Cake Up. That is what it's called. And trust me, that is a movement. It keeps going. It does not stop. Now, as you guys heard at the very beginning of this show, we are talking coronavirus. We are talking uh, the protests, and we are talking Wilder Fury Three because we all know what happened in the last one. Um, let's start with the fun shit first. Let's start with, um, Wilder Fury 3, because to me, that is something that, um, that really entices me. And here's why. Um, I know who's going to win. I'm going to put a whole bunch of money down on it. And then when it comes down to Anthony Joshua fighting the winner of that, I know it's going to be Fury. Um, take my word for this guys. Fury won the first, first, uh, fight. Uh, I know it said split decision, but that was only because people in fucking America don't know how to fucking score a goddamn boxing bout. Um, he won the first bout, bout. He was fucking robbed of that. He won the second one by by TKO in the seventh, which, by the way, I fucking predicted weeks, weeks before it came out. February 9th, I said, Tyson Fury will win by unanimous decision in 12 rounds, if not by knockout after the seventh. Specifically. And what happened? TKO in the seventh round. So, trust me, my boxing prowess, my boxing knowledge is beyond what yours is. Trust me on that. You're going to want to put all your money on Fury on this third bout happening in July in Vegas. Um, and I might be at the cabin for that. It's going to be good. I'm going to be at the lake in BC, um, enjoying the fucking sun all day and then drinking my face off all night watching that goddamn fight. And you know what? I cannot fucking wait for it. Uh, my boy CJ is out there. Uh, for Tyson Fury, too, we went out... Um, we, we, we do so we do date night once a month uh three couples um my boy carl his girl kelsey um cj tana and me and myself and my girl kelly and we went to um nick's pub here in calgary saw my man angelo habib and his crew from olympus olympus boxing and then he was like you know just to see that guy he just came off and angelo habib is one of the guys who just came off his first uh first pro fight win just turned pro, just won his first fight. Congratulations to you, homie. I know I was going to say it on my last podcast, and I didn't do last week, so this one is for you, my man. Um, congratulations to you, sir. Hopefully, I get to see you up at Olympus here soon enough, man, because um, after seeing you there, it just reminds me how bad, how badly I want to get back into the ring. And not back in, back it, back into it. Um, I want to get into it. Um, I know, know nothing about boxing when it comes to um, the actual, uh, I guess, doing it. But I know a lot of it when it comes to theory, and I know a lot of it when it comes to who to place my my bets on. <laughs> Simply because I've been watching it for so damn long, it's my number one sport. Um, but yeah, shout out to you, Angelo, man. Um, congratulations. I will be at your next fight. I promise you that. I promise you we'll be at your next fight. Um, let's talk coronavirus. There's so much shit going on about coronavirus right now, and I want to kind of set the record straight with a lot of people. Now, there's a lot of fucking people saying, um, you know, it's going to be a, the, the biggest pandemic we've ever seen, this and that. There's a lot of fear behind it. There's a lot of uh, fear mongering behind it. And there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck about it. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle. A little bit undecided right now. 
Um, so what I am going to do is I'm going to give you a little breakdown of where it started, all that fun stuff. So, and then I'm going to get into an article. I'm going to read the article for you guys uh, simply because I can't play it for as an audio. So I'll have to read it for you. You have to excuse my reading. Um, but let me give you the breakdown. Coronavirus started in the Wuhan province of China. Uh, affects mostly elderly and um, I guess the youngest patient is about 13 years old that has been there. It came from a fish market because that fish market also sells uh, other meats. So we know it came from meat. Um, every single patient has been uh, that has been uh, infected with the coronavirus has come from uh, the, the Wuhan province uh, or that's where their strain has originated from. So we know where it comes from. Uh, now, they say it is more deadly than the flu. That's true. It is um, higher rate. There's a higher rate of death, uh, or, or sorry, of infection when it comes to the flu. There's not a higher rate of death unless it spreads longer. I guess there's 90,000 cases or something like that that are guaranteed, or not or, um the fuck, not guaranteed cases, uh, confirmed cases. Um, so let's bust some of these myths. Let's. There's a whole bunch of myths going around about the coronavirus. Let's bust some of them. Um, so the claim that it is... No more dangerous than the winter flu. And I'm going to go into this article. This article is from um, The Guardian, theguardian.com. I'll try to leave the link for you. Who fucking knows? I, I, listen, I've, I've read this partially through. Let's see if it's any, if any good, okay? Uh, many individuals who get coronavirus will experience nothing worse than seasonal flu symptoms. But the overall profile of the disease, including its mortality rate, looks more serious. At the start of an, of an outbreak, the apparent mortality rate can be an overestimate if a lot of mild cases are being missed. But this week, a WHO expert suggested that this has not been the case with COVID-19. COVID-19 is coronavirus. Uh, Bruce Allward, Aylward, who led an international mission to China to learn about the virus and the country's response, said the evidence did not, did not suggest that we were only seeing the tip of the iceberg. If borne out by further testing, this could mean that current estimates of a roughly 1% fatality rate are, are accurate. This would make COVID-19 about 10 times more deadly than the seasonal flu, which is estimated to kill between 290,000 and 650,000 people on a year or per year globally. The next claim, it only kills the elderly so young people can relax. Most people who are not elderly and do not have underlying health conditions will not become critically ill from COVID-19, but the illness still has a higher chance of leading to serious respiratory symptoms than seasonal flu, and there are other at-risk groups. Health workers, for instance, are more vulnerable because they are likely to have higher exposure to the virus. The actions that young, healthy people take, including reporting symptoms and following quarantine instructions, will have an important role in protecting the most vulnerable in society and in shaping the overall trajectory of the outbreak. So, younger people, you need to uh, be able to report these things if you're having flu-like flu symptoms. At least report it. At least that we can get tested. We can figure out what the hell it is and stop the outbreak. Um, so, the claim that face masks don't work. Uh, wearing a face mask is not an ironclad guarantee that you won't get sick, uh, but viruses can also be transmitted through the eyes and tiny viral particles, known as aerosols, um, can still penetrate masks. However, masks are effective at capturing droplets, which is the main transmission route of coronavirus. Let me say that again. Masks are effective at capturing droplets, which is the main transmission route of coronavirus. And some studies estimated a roughly five-fold protection versus no barrier. So, if if you are likely to be in a close contact with someone infected, a mask cut a mask cuts the chance of being of the disease being passed on. If you're just walking around this town and not in close contact with others, wearing a mask is unlikely to make any difference. So you see all these people fucking freaking out wearing masks everywhere. Yeah, they're just being overcautious. But listen, if I was in the Wuhan province, I probably would too. Um, 
You need to be with an infected person for 10 minutes to be infected. For, the, for flu, some hospital guidelines define exposure as being within six feet of an infected person who sneezes or coughs for 10 minutes or longer. However, it is possible to be infected with shorter interactions or even by picking the virus up from contaminated surfaces, although this is thought to be a less common route of transmission. So even though they're transmitted through uh, droplets, I mean, you can still pick it up from doorknobs, shit like that, but it's going to become almost in an aerosol form in the air. A vaccine could be within a few months. <clears throat> Scientists were quick out the gates in, be in the beginning developments of vaccine for a new coronavirus. Helped by the early release of the genetic sequence by Chinese researchers, the, the development of a viable vaccine continues apace. <laughs> Whatever. With several teams now testing candidates in animal experiments. However, however, the incremental trials required before a commercial vaccine can be rolled out are still a lengthy undertaking and an, and an essential one to ensure that even rare side effects are spotted. A commercially available vaccine within a year would be quick. So who knows? It could be two years, three years, four years, five years before a vaccine is actually rolled out that is available to the general public simply because having everything covered within this vaccine is a lengthy process. So the claim, if a, if a pandemic is declared, there is nothing more we can do to stop the spread. Well, a pandemic is defined as worldwide spread of a new disease, but the exact threshold for declaring one is quite vague. In practice, the actions being taken would not change whether or not a pandemic is declared. Containment measures are not simply about eliminating the disease altogether. Delaying the onset of an outbreak or decreasing the peak is crucial in allowing health systems to cope with a sudden influx of patients. So, those are the myths. We've broken some of the myths. Now, to me, it reads that coronavirus is very deadly if we get a pandemic. It, as far as what I can tell, we're we're doing really, really well at containing this thing. Uh, people are getting their symptoms checked. People are kind of freaking out. Not when they don't need to, but they're freaking out in a way that uh, is allowing them to act responsibly. Uh, and by that, I mean they are, like I said, they're getting checked if they feel flu. They're wearing their mask in the Wuhan province, whatever. Um, they're taking precautions to protect themselves from being infected because of the media outlash on this thing. And that's a good thing. That's all we can do. That's all we can really say. Um, listen, guys, if you're really scared about the coronavirus, <clears throat> excuse me, lock yourself in a fucking bunker. Don't come out. Me, I'm going to live life. I know there, I think there's only been one case or two cases in Canada that have been confirmed. Um, and those, uh, they have been quarantined over in the East Coast, Toronto, I do believe, maybe New Brunswick. And um, I'm not scared. I'm not scared over here in Calgary, Alberta. It's what I do. <laughs> we live life over here. Um, that's my take on it, man. Listen, I know... I think I've, I haven't been freaking out at all. I think a lot of people are freaking out. And I think it's one of those things that you're either going to freak out or you're not going to freak out. And um, we just kind of have to roll with the punches. I don't think it's going to be pandemic. I don't think it's going to be an epidemic. I don't think it's going to be worldwide um, outrage or fucking chaos. It's not going to happen. We're going to get this thing under control like we always do for most of the things that happen. And... If we have a fucking uh, um, a vaccine within a year, I think it's a good thing. Cause I don't think this gonna, I don't think this thing's gonna spread that far within a year. Yes, maybe a million people. Who gives a fuck? A million people in a vaccine. I'm good with that. Um, on to the next one. On to the next one. I, you know what? I really wanted to fucking. There's a bunch of things that I really wanted to rant about, um, and go off on. You know, what? I'm gonna save that for Wednesday's show. Um, this one's gonna be pure info for you. I do want to talk about protests though before I get out of here. What are we at here? We're at, oh, we're about 15 and a half minutes. Um, 
I don't know. I want to get into protest. Now, this is a topic that I do want to do a full episode on. And by a full episode, I mean a full hour and a half, two hours sit down with this person um, to go over things. Because him and I really do agree. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I'm going to send a shout out to um, Captain Canada, John Maharg. And I do. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, I'm going to him and I had a little bit of back and forth. Now, this originated off a buddy of mine, uh, Matt Tucker, his post about illegal blockades. Let me read the meme to you and then I'll get into kind of how this progressed. So the meme is simply like this. It just shows a picture of people blocking uh, a road with what it's an illegal blockade, whatever it is. So it says illegal blockades when you have absolutely no absolutely no other commitments in life but to protest 24 hours a day. How about trying to get a job and pay taxes like the rest of us in this country? This Canadian, for one, would like to blockade my tax dollars that sadly go to support your worthless asses. Now, um, I will give him credit. John Mahark, first thing he said was, so Matthew, is this directed at all First Nations? Now, <clears throat> Matt replies, <laughs> here. This, this is how it kind of unfolded here. Matt just replies with simply with, sounds like you're upset about this. Um, and then people started getting on his back saying, you know, this had, this has nothing to do, um, with first nations. You're taking this way too personally. Um, and all this stuff. So <clears throat> it came up, uh, just let me try and get this out here. I just, to, I'm trying to work this out in my head. So, because it turns out, it turns out that we were really arguing the same point. Uh, that's what I want to get across. John Mahark first says, um, he's replying to Matt Talk. He goes, first, you need to know these protesters are a USA-sponsored fringe group, not at all aligned with all First Nations people as a whole. And our thinking is not much different on this subject. So from here, he goes on to, here's my last post. He does a copy and paste. So here's my last post. Not a solution, but an approach. Uh, he goes, this is, the post, this is the post of the same day I read yours. He goes, now I'm Métis and Native Canadian, and I would like to learn and hear from one pessimistic reconciliation there, in quotes, uh, that would be victory and win for them. He goes, number one, if you want equal rights, you also have to offer equal rights and consideration. So you must also champion the idea that every Canadian comes from some, some land, and they too should be gifted that land if it was taken away, because it likely has. Number two, you must agree that you are not the victim of Canada's wrongdoing. The British and French colonized your lands before Canada was born as a nation. Number three, you must recognize that Canada as a whole has had to seek a process reconciliation with Great Britain and the UK. Number four, do you want your lands back to live off these lands as your ancestors did and become independent? And then are you prepared to leave Canada and stop taking Canadian monies of every kind? I don't think so. Number five, you need to agree that there is only one global environment and oil and gas will continue to be used and profit from by, <clears throat> profited by from other countries. And Canada not profiting will change nothing. You cannot get your cake and eat it too, as the expression goes. These energy and resource partnerships are worth hundreds of billions to First Nations peoples. Protesters are destroying the best chance and all the gains made over the last 10 years with reconciliation and wealth creation for First Nations communities. I'm open to hearing con contrary righteous victim poison positioned environmental responses. Listen, those are five points that I 100% agree with. There's not one thing on there 
that isn't correct, in my view. This is a fringe outfit. And actually, it's, it's come out now that these people, the people that are actually protesting, that are protesting, may just be paid protesters. But that's a different story. We'll get into that in a different episode. So my response to this. Um, but first, I have to backtrack a little bit. Before this, there was a there was this talk about a 10K bet and all this stuff. So um, John Maharg actually went into his service in the armed forces and what he does for uh, First Nations, where he's worked, where he's been deployed, all these type of things that things that he's done, he's done for the country. That's that um, that comment has been deleted uh, by John simply because um, I don't think. I mean, I, I really wanted to read it here, but I, I think he felt a, uh, somewhat of a way about it. He didn't mean to be confrontational. He just kind of wanted to expose where what he's done. Um, so this is me replying to that first comment as well as the comment I just read. So, uh, John Mahark, number one, let me let me commend you for the service in your armed forces. This is me talking, by the way. That um, That is one thing I most regret not being a part of. However, and this is not to engage, but for clarity, just because someone had given their service to the forces doesn't necessarily mean they've done more for the country. Number two, I wholeheartedly agree with your assessment of the indigenous protester situation. Number three, the original post was about was about protesters in general, not in, not in specific relation to the current one. Although we can infer due to the current situation that this post was directed at or in some way related to that situation at hand. And number four, I'll yield, I'll yield on the wager. I refuse to make a monetary bet with any individual that has fought for our freedom. For me, it's a matter of principle. You've earned your opinion, and I have no choice but, but to respectfully bow out. Now, <clears throat> um, so I'm going to read a little bit of... With John Mahar, his his background, right? So you guys don't think, even if you don't agree, if you agree or you don't agree, you have to, you should probably know his background. Um, he goes, thanks for an all and sorry for the challenge in the first place. The original post upset me. I've seen a few terrible, angry posts lately that should be more specifically directed to minority protesters. I'm a rounded Canadian, French, Irish, Native, Scottish, but I advocate for one equal Canada. I'm older, so of course I have more life to live and give. Not only military, military but I'm active politically, strategic backbencher, and I help pioneer startup Canada and incubators and accelerators. Uh, co-work, co-work and innovations across Canada, Canada and globally. My wife is also Canada's post-disaster and reconstruction expert, so we create thousands of jobs, build economies. My nickname is Captain Canada for a number of funny reasons, mostly because I do anything for my country and people. Um, and that I agree with. Listen, this he's a stand-up guy. Stand-up guy. Uh, he shouldn't have gotten the vitriol he got as soon as he posted up. Now, I, do re- I, I, I will say that he did... Um, he did kind of get his heckles up there a little bit, and he was kind of challenging. And, and honestly, I would have done the same thing. It's a little difficult to have people – or not people – to have your, your point of view expressed in a clear and rational way when it's through text, especially on a platform like Facebook. And this is why I always say to people, let's have a discussion in person. Let's have a discussion on a podcast. Let's have a long-form discussion. Get all the points out. I'll give you as much time as you need to explain your points before we're getting into it. Now, this could have been – this could have been at your, at absolutely detrimental to both of us. Simply because you guys already know that my my take on things, uh, it may not be poignant, but is personal, and it is an opinion, and it's backed by my research, um, and backed not only that by by the state of society that we're living in now. Um, I'm on the front lines in a way um, of, and I'm the voice of the people that I see. I'm the voice of a generation because we don't have a generation. Like I said, I'm, I'm that generation that there's four or six years that we have, you know, after the boomers, before millennials, whatever the fuck, gen, zennials, whatever you would call us. We don't have a voice. I'm your voice. And um, I see a lot of things on my timeline that are addressing this. There's a lot of pro-protest. Pro, 
and a lot of um, there's a lot of anti-protesters on my page, and I just want to let my feelings be known because I haven't said much about it, and I think a lot of people really, they really they were they're putting their money behind one of these people because uh, they're misinformed. I think a lot of people put it on the protesters and were backing the protesters at first because they thought, hey, protests can't be bad. Protests are good. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing And without knowing the facts of it, um, from what I know about the protest, and I, please correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because I'm going off the top of my head here. I don't have anything in front of me. Um, there was only two, uh, two of the, um, the tribe's leaders that did not agree with this. So the democratic process would suggest, and I think there was 12 or 14, whatever, so the democratic process would suggest that this pipeline should be getting pushed through. There's been a number of elders that have come out to say you're not you're not abiding by what the treaty we've signed, um, saying we we will be democratic in our process. Now, to me, that's un-Canadian. Um, Canada should be more democratic. Canada is the most democratic place on earth, as far as I as far as I'm concerned. I love it. I love Canada. Canada, the, the flag is tattooed on my chest, um, simply because I love what this country stands for. I love our values. I love our um, I love our morals. I love our respect. I love how we say sorry all the time. I love how we're respectful to other people, even though they're not respectful to us. Now, this protest is very un-Canadian. It's un-Canadian in a way that suggests these First Nations, Wet'suwet'en, want to be on their own land, on their own land, and not be part of Canada. So, what do we do? Do we take that piece of land and say you're not Canada anymore, and you don't get any subsidies at all anymore? You don't get any of the backing from it? Uh, you want to live off the land? Sure, go ahead. Don't don't travel off your piece of land. Then, is that what we really want to do? Is that what is that what the natives really want? Is that what the indigenous the, uh, the Suetuan Suet? I can't say the name, guys. Sorry. Is that what they want to do? If that's what they want to do, sure, let them have their fucking land. We'll we'll, we'll literally build the pipeline around it. What's an extra hundred kilometers or two hundred kilometers or five hundred kilometers? Who cares? Five hundred kilometers of extra pipe? Sure. I'm sure Alberta will come out of their pocket. Everybody that lives in Alberta will come out of their pocket for that. How much could it be? An extra million, two, two million, three million, right? To have this pipeline built means more economic stability within Alberta and Western Canada as a, as a whole. Not only that, it brings billions of dollars of economic process to this country and allows for thousands of jobs to be created. So explain to me how your little piece of land, uh, how the benefits of few outweigh the benefits of many. That's what I want to know. Because if this is democratic, then, I mean, I'm not saying what you guys don't, doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying your lives and your, and your, and your, and your way of life doesn't mean anything. What I'm saying is that through democratic process, we've engaged, I'm talking about people of Canada, engaged the Wet'suwet'en, and we've come to a conclusion that we are going to build this pipeline. You voted on it. Your elders have voted on it. Now, the small fringe of protesters that are there don't want this pipeline. Great. Find something else to do. Because, and not only that, how the fuck? Okay, let me start again. Protests, in my eyes, are what we are built on. You're free to protest whatever you wish, but do it in a lawful manner. Blocking railroad tracks, blocking highways, stopping people from going to their jobs, is illegal. There's been many cases uh, now coming up on all my, all my timelines about people getting ticketed just for uh, walking right along the CN, CN rail tracks or jumping a fence to go check out a lake 
or something like that. They've getting they're getting tickets. And how come these protesters aren't getting tickets? How come they're not getting fined? Hmm? This is um. The, the the more I look at this, the more it seems to me that these are paid protesters from. And let me be, let me be clear. I don't know. I don't know. No, don't know where the money's coming from. There's been suggestion that it's come from the um, the oil and gas industry in the states uh, to tie up Canada's oil industry so that the U.S. can actually have um, a higher a higher threshold of money coming in on their oil. Um, to landlock Alberta, to landlock Canada, so that we can't get our oil to market, um, so that the U.S. can come in and easily take over our land. Um, Listen, guys, this is a serious thing. I know it sounds like this is just a protest, but this is more serious than I think we all realize um, because this small fringe of protesters are infringing on laws, breaking laws, not just infringing, breaking laws right out. They're breaking laws for a point that they're trying to make that is invalid. Plain and simple. And if you disagree with me, fine. Disagree with me. But if you disagree with me, come with a logical argument that backs that. Because I don't think that anybody that approves of these protesters can come to me and say that this is logical, reasonable, um, and healthy protest. I don't think so. You, We've gone through all the channels. You've gone through all the channels. And done everything you could to stop this pipeline when everybody else in the economy, everybody else in the country... Uh, and not only the country, within your within your tribe or within your group has approved it. And now because two people are because two people don't agree with it, they have they have the pull of land and now you guys are acting like little bitches. Get off the fucking railroad. I was Yeah, I wasn't gonna rant. Fuck it. I'm gonna rant now. Listen. If you want to fucking protest, good, protest, okay? Don't block fucking railroad. Don't block fucking highways. Don't block people from going to fucking work because that is infringing on our goddamn human rights now. You're going to stop people from going to fucking work and providing for their fucking family? How fucking dare you? What gives you the right to stop anybody else from making a goddamn living just because your ass doesn't want to fucking be there, huh? If you can afford to be protesting for 24 hours a fucking day, who the, how the fuck are you getting money, hmm? The rest of fucking Canada. Our fucking taxes are going to make to make sure you guys are able to go out there and fucking protest to hold your fucking rights, but our rights don't mean shit now. Fuck you. What gives you the fucking right? Hardworking men and women of CP Rail, hard, hardworking men and women of these pipelines, oil workers in Alberta, oil workers in BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, we need this to go through for fucking jobs. People are fucking dying in the goddamn street because you... You are being selfish as fuck because five of you want fucking whatever the fuck you want. Stop it. I'm done with this shit. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way I fucking do, right? I've had people text me, message me saying they, they're getting into arguments online. They want, they want to use my podcast studio so that they fucking come up and have an argument or not an argument, have a debate with people. When I know I can't say yes to that because I know it just turned into a fucking fist fight. People are arguing and wanting to fight in the fucking street because of this bullshit. And... I've talked to, as of now, five different indigenous people, um, and they all said the same thing to me. These protesters do not represent them. These protesters are um, infringing on their way of life. The elders have spoken. They're not. They're not um, responding to the democratic process. They're not following what is dictated by. Um, by their not treaty, by their um, by their way of life, and uh, it's really pissing off a lot of people, including myself. I think a lot of people feel that way too. So, listen, I don't know, 
<clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna readdress this again, but you know, get off the fucking tracks, man. Let people earn a goddamn living. You know, this Canada's Canada's worse off enough right now that the oil can't get the fucking uh it can't get to sea. We can't get it processed. We can't get it out to shores. We are landlocked right now with our oil. And without that oil money, we have no jobs. And so what do you, what do you want us to do? You want us to keep, you want us to keep fucking moving, uh, moving oil by rail, moving bitumen by rail. And it's not even bitumen through those pipelines. You know that, right? You do know it's natural gas going through there, right? Like, it's funny. <laughs> I was watching some guy, some guys video, uh, video people in, um, Victoria, these protesters in Victoria asked him, did you know what you're protesting? Uh, they said, yes, the pipeline. I said, okay, what's coming through the pipeline? They say bitumen or they say oil. They don't even know that's fucking natural gas going through there. They think it could spill. It could spill causing an oil, an oil leak. <laughs> People are protesting just to fucking protest. Because they hear one fucking thing on the radio and think, or on TV, or their fucking friend at the fucking bar... Or while they're smoking weed and be like, hey, that sounds like a great fucking idea. Let's go out there because the government's paying my fucking wages into me. I might as well fucking go out there. I'm on I'm on EI. I'm probably not even EI because I haven't worked that many fucking hours. I'm getting I'm getting government support. They're paying me, so I might as well go out there for 24 hours a day and protest these fucking people that are trying to make a fucking an honest living for their family to fucking feed feed and clothe and shelter their family. You're stopping people from making a fucking living, and it pisses me off. This is our economy we're talking about. This is goddamn Canada. What the fuck are you doing? Yes, I understand you don't like the fucking natural resources in this fucking country. I know you don't like fossil fuels. I get that. I fucking understand that. But at the same goddamn time, if you're not going to come up with a fucking, a reasonable timeline, 20 years, 50 years to get rid of this goddamn shit, and then come up with with something else to replace it, you're fucking doing nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Out there fucking protesting so people can't make a fucking honest living. Go fuck yourself. And how fucking dare you? Man... Yeah, I'm definitely going to reapproach this or readdress this topic, man. Like, I can't do this right now, man. I can't, I can't fucking, I cannot sit here and just sit here and yell into a fucking microphone, man. You people need to, like, yo, congratulations. Congratulations to the people that are going out there tearing down those fucking blockades and driving through. Congratulations. I applaud you. You should do that more. Don't hurt anybody. I'm not saying go out and hurt anybody, but move the blockades, all right? It's your, it's, you have just as much right as a Canadian citizen to move those blockades as they do to putting them up. Actually, more, because it's illegal for them to put those up. So you know what? Go out, move the blockades, do it in a peaceful manner. Do it in a way, because the RCMP aren't fucking doing anything about it. They're standing there fucking talking to goddamn protesters. Do your fucking job, RCMP. What the fuck are you doing? Arrest these goddamn people. Give them tickets. Give them fines. Give them something. What the fuck are you going to do? You should let them fucking sit there and protest the whole goddamn time? Fuck! Every time I start talking about this fucking thing, it gets me fucking angry. How the fuck are we supposed to have a democratic process and uh, a justice system that doesn't work like this? Hmm? You're giving these people the opportunity to do things that is that are illegal. You're, just because they're indigenous, because you don't want to fucking offend some people? Fuck it! You're, you're, you're indigenous, so now we can't arrest you, we can't give you a fine, we can't do anything because, oh, now you're on your fucking land, but you're blocking the rest of the goddamn cannon. Man, fuck you. Fuck you! That's all I got. Listen. If I keep going, I'm getting in trouble, so I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm going to be done with this podcast today. Um, listen, guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> I will see you on Wednesday. Yeah, please rate and, rate and review this podcast. Um, if you want the if you want the survey, uh, let me know. I'll send it to you. Um, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. I can't keep going. I'm going to keep yelling. And my mouth is going to get me into trouble just like it has in the past. So um, I'll see you all on Wednesday, man. Peace.